Hi, this is Coach Colette, host of the Start Within podcast, and welcome back to another episode of Financial Fridays. Well, today, June 19th, marks the 155th anniversary of Juneteenth, which is the oldest celebration and commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. Dating back to 1865, it was on June 19th that Union soldiers, led by Major General Gordon Granger, landed in Galveston, Texas, to let residents know that the war had ended and that enslaved people were now free. You may know that this is two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which was issued on January 1st, 1863. This general order began with this very significant sentence. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired laborer. Now we know that that relationship and connection did not automatically snap our fingers and become equal rights or fair wages or great working conditions. I don't want that though to take away from this Juneteenth celebration which was really about a time for prayer and celebration and aiming to reconnect family members. Juneteenth continued to be a highly revered commemoration in Texas decades later with many former slaves and descendants making an annual pilgrimage back to Galveston on June 19th. There wasn't a lot of interest in celebrating Juneteenth back in the early days. In fact, there was even resistance by barring the use of public property to celebrate Juneteenth. So most of the festivities back in those days were in rural areas, around rivers and creeks, and involved barbecues and fishing, and even were sometimes centered on church grounds. Eventually, as black Americans became landowners, land was donated and or dedicated for Juneteenth celebrations. One of the earliest documented land purchases in the name of Juneteenth was organized by Reverend Jack Yates, and this fundraising effort of $1,000 made possible the purchase of Emancipation Park in Houston, Texas. In Mexia, the local Juneteenth organization purchased Booker T. Washington Park, which became the Juneteenth celebration site in 1898. 
At one point, as many as 20,000 black Americans once attended during the course of a week a celebration for Juneteenth, making it the state's largest celebration. On January 1st, 1980, Juneteenth became an official state holiday through the efforts of Al Edwards, an African-American state legislator in Texas. The successful passage of the bill marked Juneteenth as the first emancipation celebration granted official state recognition. Now you wanna realize that it's actually called a quote, partial staffing holiday in Texas, which means the government offices don't close, but agencies may operate with reduced staff and, and employees may either celebrate this holiday or substitute it with one of four quote, optional holidays recognized by Texas. So now we know 47 of the 50 U.S. states and the District of Columbia have recognized Juneteenth as either a state holiday or a ceremonial holiday, a day of observance. You want to know the three states that don't recognize Juneteenth? They are Hawaii, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Time to get on board! This year, some companies including Twitter, the NFL, and Nike have announced that they would treat Juneteenth as a company holiday, providing a paid day off to their workers. So how will you celebrate and commemorate Juneteenth today? I ask you to consider. It might be time to do a little history reading to brush up on your knowledge about this and other African-American historical moments in U.S. history. That's all for me for today. Get ready and listen up to today's tip from Suki Singh. Hello, everyone. This is Suki Singh, a.k.a. Invest Singh, of the Invest Singh podcast with your weekly financial Friday tip. With the recent protests throughout America on racial injustice, now is a great time to find a cause that you believe in that you want to donate a small amount of money to, even if it's just a few dollars. Find an organization that's actually helping better humanity, and you can really make a difference with your donation or even volunteering your time at the organization once uh, every three months or once a quarter, depending upon your schedule. Uh, With that said, that is your weekly Financial Friday tip, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Coach Colette again, and this is the Unplugged segment for this episode. So if you are following me on Twitter... You may know that I use an alliteration to mark each day. And a few weeks ago, I started to shift some of those alliterations. I have now Mindful Monday, Tuned In Tuesday, Wisdom Wednesday, 
Thankful Thursday. And about a week ago, I was looking for some inspiration for what would be Friday. And then it came to me. Freedom Friday. And now with today being Juneteenth, I think that this is an amazing aspect to reflect upon. So what does freedom mean to you? How are you able to express yourself freely? When have you ever felt that your freedom was being restricted or constricted or perhaps even taken away? I think this is kind of a complex subject and it is a bit subjective in terms of what we each resonate with when it comes to freedom. For me, it comes down to choice, the ability to choose to do something, to not do something, to be in connection with someone, to not be in connection with someone, all about choices. And what's interesting with all that's happening in our world, it reminds me of a quote that we can't necessarily control what's happening to us or around us, but we can choose how we respond. And I think that that is, for me, at the crux of freedom. I have a choice about how I respond to things. And sometimes I might forget that I have that choice because I can get triggered You know, we all do have an amygdala, so the fight-flight-freeze response is baked in. Yet when I can get to a more calm state of mind, I remember that I have choice. I feel like that that is a theme running through the freedom movement, if you will, that each of us has choice. When we observe others trying to take away that choice, that brings up in us a sense of injustice. So those are some of my thoughts on choice and freedom. I really encourage you to spend some time thinking about it and reflecting upon what freedom means to you How do you exercise your freedom or how do you use your freedom? What freedoms do you notice others being constricted or restricted? Do you find yourself wanting to speak up or speak out about those restrictions? Just in general, how can we create a space, a place, an environment, a world in which all of us are able to freely move about, do what we want without encroaching upon others' freedom. So on this Juneteenth, I wish you freedom. 
I wish you choice. I wish you flexibility. I wish you movement. I wish you joy. So what is your takeaway from this week's Financial Friday segment? What might you do differently around your money and your mindset? For more financial advice, you can check out Suki's podcast, Invest Sing, where I also share tips on his Wellness Wednesdays segment. If you enjoyed this episode and haven't already subscribed, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. You can also connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Colette for more inspiration on personal growth and wellness. Tune in next Friday for another episode and get ready to start within to finish strong. Thank you.